Hello and welcome again to The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topics. And then there were three, but Sally still poses threats. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So Sally, which is now a tropical storm located in south central Alabama, came ashore about 16 hours ago, roughly 5 a.m. Central Daylight Time, uh, very close to Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is very close to the Florida edge of the Florida Panhandle as well. And it roared ashore as a Category 2 hurricane with winds of about 105 miles an hour. Uh, that's a little bit of a surprise. We hadn't been expecting a significant re-intensification in the few hours uh, before landfall. Uh, but that is, in fact, what happened. And it picked up a little bit of speed, had a little bit less of the upwelling to deal with, uh, moving into shallower waters, which were also warmer. And that helped overcome the uh, vertical shear that was developing, the dry air that was uh, trying to get into the system as well, in addition to a significant part of the circulation uh, being over land. So uh, it did come ashore very uh, powerfully as a Category 2, and it did have significant damage. And I, on the uh, Daily Bolt Podcast Facebook group, I've got a picture. It's a very interesting picture. It's uh, from a section of a bridge called the Three Mile Bridge that spans over Pensacola Bay in the far western panhandle of uh, Florida. And uh, it shows a section of this bridge. It's a four-lane highway, uh, basically gone. And it turns out it was not the winds that just destroyed the bridge by itself. It was not a storm surge that came and ripped the bridge apart. What happened with this particular uh, bridge was that there was a crane that was located on part of the bridge. Uh, apparently, you can see the yellow uh, markers there. Uh, there was some uh, construction and repair work that was going on on the bridge. And that crane was blown over. And it was blown over with enough force that it uh, knocked into the pavement and knocked the pavement through the bridge structure. Uh, and the that part of the structure went into Pensacola Bay along with the crane. Uh, so it's kind of like almost a domino type of an effect. Obviously, this bridge is closed, which is a major pain for the residents of uh, Pensacola and Gulf Shores, Alabama. Who, uh, many of whom will normally rely on that bridge to do commuting, to go back and forth for other reasons, and even tourist traffic as well. Uh, this is obviously a very uh, significant piece of damage, but it's just one example. Uh, there are uh, a number of other uh, images of damage that have been making the rounds on social media and news websites today. And uh, the situation in Florida did uh, uh, prompt the president to allow for a federal disaster area declaration for the Florida Panhandle and the uh, adjacent Alabama coastline and other parts of southern Alabama. Uh, the other piece of impact from Sally, which is continuing despite its uh, uh, degrading to a tropical storm with maximum winds at 7 p.m. central of about 45 miles per hour and still diminishing, but that's the rainfall. 
Uh, in last night's podcast, uh, we mentioned the fact that one of the big impacts of Sally was going to be the potentially t- uh, torrential, uh, devastating rainfall amounts that could uh, be affecting the Florida Panhandle, southern Alabama, uh, even parts of southern Mississippi, uh, due to the fact that the storm was moving so slowly and the uh, convective bands that feed the storm provide it with some of its uh, energy and organization. Uh, Those bands are full of thunderstorms, lots of tropical moisture, and they had a long time to dump uh, rainfall over this region. But even with that, uh, there were torrential rains with uh, Sally as she came ashore, so that there are uh, reports from parts of western Florida uh, in the panhandle of 30 inches plus rainfall. Uh, This is uh, certainly less than the uh, 50-some inches that were reported with Tropical Storm Harvey a few years ago, but that uh, rainfall uh, occurred over a substantially longer period of time. Uh, While this was relatively long in terms of uh, hurricane, it was still shorter than Harvey, and it amounted for a lot of rain in a, a relatively short period of time, and there are... Uh, reports of considerable flooding in parts of the Florida Panhandle, southern Alabama, uh, Mississippi, and uh, the concern is that as Sally moves to the northeast, uh, it's expected to uh, continue to weaken to a tropical depression within about the next six to nine hours. Uh, The rain bands and the thunderstorms are still going to be with it, and they are going to be continuing uh, to the north and east across more interior sections of the southeast. It Certainly there's been uh, rain and thunderstorms uh, in other parts of the southeast uh, today as Sally has slowly moved inland uh, and those will continue over the next 24 to 36 hours. There is a broad uh, swath of flood warnings extending from southeastern Alabama through a good chunk of Georgia into western South Carolina. And uh, the rainfall amounts that uh, are expected uh, uh, reach anywhere from about uh, two inches or so in parts of northwest Georgia impacted by the storm to excuse me, well over uh, 10 inches to a foot in some of the areas of southeastern Alabama that have been receiving rain today and are still getting rainfall from thunderstorms associated with Sally right now. As the storm moves uh, to the north and east, uh, probably the greatest rainfall amounts you'll see in Georgia and South Carolina are on the neighborhood of 8 inches. However, as opposed to the West, which has been dry as a bone for much of the summer and uh, has given rise to all the wildfire activity. The Southeast has been relatively wet this summer. Uh, There's very little in the way of areas that are even abnormally dry, and uh, some areas the soils are relatively wet, so flooding is still a possibility, which is why there is this uh, swath of flood watches and warnings uh, from uh, Alabama through Georgia, uh, South Carolina, and even into parts of North Carolina and Virginia for later uh, in the next uh, 24 to 36 hours or so. Uh, so 
Sally is not done in terms of causing damage and threats. Uh, power outages are occurring uh, through the southeast. Even before uh, Sally came ashore, several hundred thousand people were without power due to the winds. Uh, power is still uh, being restored to uh, some of those areas, even as new thunderstorms, some of which will have uh, some damaging winds associated with them, the normal type of wind gusts you can have with thunderstorms. There may be additional power outages in the southeast over the next few days. Uh, as it turns out, we expect Sally to more or less degrade to a, lem a remnant area of, of low pressure as its center reaches South Carolina Friday morning, and uh, it, it will continue and become part of uh, the... Uh, storm track in the mid-latitude westerlies. Uh, regeneration over the uh, western Atlantic does not look likely. It does not look like there's going to be an, enough left of salad holding together by the time it would go off the North Carolina coast uh, probably sometime on Saturday. Uh, so it's from this point on, it's mostly a rainmaker, maybe some power outages, uh, but certainly uh, they're still going to be cleaning up the damage uh, along the central Gulf Coast and the Pensacola area and the rest of the western Florida panhandle for some time to come. Meanwhile, we have Teddy and Vicky still out in the uh, central uh, subtropical Atlantic. Paulette has basically ceased to exist as a tropical cyclone. There is a swirl of clouds you can see in this satellite picture. Uh, roughly to the south of the island of Nova Scotia, uh, between roughly midway between Nova Scotia and uh, the uh, Leeward Islands. Uh, that uh, I uh, will also comment on with respect to Teddy. Uh, the swirl of clouds has a structure that's a little bit more like a conventional mid-latitude cyclone. There's a small trailing band that goes to the south and eventually to the west. Uh, and it even merges with some of the, the clouds that are associated with part of what's feeding into Sally. Uh, farther to the north and the east, there is a tiny little band that looks like a warm front. So we would have a warm front, cold front structure, much like a regular mid-latitude cyclone. But let's go back farther to the south and the east, talk a little bit about Teddy and Vicky, who are our two other remaining tropical systems at the moment. Uh, Teddy is a hurricane, and you can see by the satellite picture, it's got a significant amount of structure with it. Uh, and while it has moved westward uh, over the last 24 hours, it has started to make a turn more towards the northwest, and uh, will probably miss the Leeward Islands entirely, uh, heading up more towards Bermuda, uh, not too far from the track of Paulette. While trailing behind it is Tropical Storm Vicky, uh, located roughly about 20 degrees north latitude. It's an odd-looking system. In fact, it even looks like it's at the tail end of one of the bands that's feeding into Teddy. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned yesterday, the expected track for Vicky is a little bit more towards the west. Uh, there is uh, some question given how much Teddy has developed and how large its cloud shield and attendant circulation appear to be, whether there will be enough interaction between Teddy and Vicky that uh, perhaps uh, 
uh, Teddy will absorb some of the energy as of Vicky going along. That's something that we will talk about probably in tomorrow's podcast. Uh, for, for the time being, neither system is a threat to land. It is a threat to the shipping lanes. And you do see that there are other X's on this map that indicate tropical waves that might potentially develop. Uh, and two of these are of note, the two orange ones. The one with the mark number one, that the, the number is over the Yucatan Peninsula, but the X is near this cluster of thunderstorms that you can see just off the eastern Mexican coast. If that one forms, that would be the W name for a tropical storm and would probably impact northeast Texas and uh, the Rio Grande Valley, uh, much like uh, several other storms have much earlier in this tropical storm season. The second one is located in the very deep tropics off the West African coast. That one also is showing a little sign of potential organization of the thunderstorms that uh, uh, area of white clouds next to the orange X. Uh, but at the moment, the probability that the hurricane center is uh, issuing for an expected development is less than 50 50. Uh, the first one that we've got kind of even on chances. The, one, the second one I just talked about is a little more doubtful and one much farther in the eastern North Atlantic. Uh, I'm not even sure why they're tracking that one. That one does not look to me, one, like a tropical wave at all, and two, um, it, it, it is over uh, what should be relatively cold waters. Um, I don't understand that one. It doesn't make any sense to me. Numbers one and two make sense to me. So we've got certainly more going on in the tropics uh, to, to keep talking about, and this podcast is already passing 14 minutes, so I'm going to bring it to a close. That's all I have for today. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. Have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, and stay safe.